Welcome back to the Expansion Pack Podcast, where we download this week's content and bring it to you. I'm your host, Danzel, a.k.a. Black Eye State, and as always, I'm joined with by my co-host, uh, starting off with Manny, a.k.a. Goopmaster Flex. Say what's up to the people. You already know how we doing. We stay gooped and hooping, shooting. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also joined by my other co-host, the man, Chris, a.k.a. May 25th. What's going on, my guy? Oh, what's going on, people, everybody in America, everybody around the world. This is episode 14. We in here. Let's get it. We're you know in here, for sure. Had a had an interesting week in gaming. A bit, bit of a quiet week. You know, we don't have too many big topics to talk about. But, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get it started, as we always do, with uh, what are you I, guys playing? Me, you know, I guess, you know, I guess this coincides with what you said with the news this week. You know, the news was, was you know, not small, not large, oh, but God. it was kind of the medium, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that brings you to what game I'm playing this week. The medium came out on Thursday, but I actually started tackling it last night and uh, a little bit more this morning. The medium is actually pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. Um, not only the medium, but as well as uh, Fortnite, you know what I'm saying? And a little bit of... Yeah, oh, my really? guy's cracked at Fortnite. My, boy, my boy's cracked at Fortnite, my guy. Wait, and then, wait, Paul, uh, is you serious? You really went back to Fortnite? He's dead serious, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, my, wow. first, my third match back in second place, but I was playing on my PC, and I'm not con- you know familiar with the, the building on that. But, yeah, other than that, those are my uh, games of the week. Okay. 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 Chris, what about you, man? Hey, you know, uh, honestly, man... Again, it's been another light gaming week. I play here and there when I kind of fit it in. Been falling asleep a lot after work this week, so I just I ain't been able to do it like I want to. But y'all, pause. Yeah, pause. You guys, this damn Titanfall game. I know I'm late to the party. I know it's been around for a few years. Yo, that PvP is fucking lit. It is lit. I'm in there and uh, I'm having a good time. Because um, I guess, I think I was getting kind of bored with the PvP options I had in front of me. You know, there's Rogue Company, but Rogue Company isn't really fun unless you're playing with, like, the squad. You know, At least to me. Um, and then, you know, COD is COD, Destiny is Destiny, and they're okay, but they're kind of whatever. But Titanfall is, like, brand new for your boy, and the movement, and new guns, and all that stuff. And I didn't know how fun it would be to uh, have, like, two kinds of PvP going on at one time, where you have, like, the little intricate corner style gameplay in the maps and then the outside of the map is kind of built up for the titans to run around and fight each other and do crazy shit and it's like yo this shit kind of lit bro you know what i'm saying <laughs> i think a little more tlc like i wish like i had a battle pass and you know uh frequent updates and all that kind of jazz because then uh, man man in terms of pvp the way i'm feeling right now it would probably be like my PvP stream option currently, just because mm. it's the newest shit that I got into and um, it's fun. Oh, super <clears throat> fun. We we got to get this man into Apex, ladies and gentlemen. 
We've got to get him into Apex. <clears throat> you know, there obviously isn't going to be the uh, the mechs or the Titans or whatnot, but a lot of what you're feeling about Titanfall is, is how the world's feeling about Apex. So <clears throat> Titanfall died so Apex could, uh, could run, basically. It's sad. It's unfortunate. I think EA did a terrible job marketing Titanfall 2 because that game was an amazing game, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we, we'll get a Titanfall 3 at some point. Apex is too big, and I think the original Titanfall had so much hype and fanfare around it. I think that property's um, tough to, to leave behind, so I can definitely see them, you know, trying to come back and do the arena shooter thing in the Titanfall universe. So that'd be cool. That'd be awesome. I yeah, hope so. I'll be excited for that, definitely. Yeah, man. Um, so? As far as what I'm playing, uh, kind of diving into a, a couple different things. I actually dove into some Titanfall 2 um, early in the week with Chris when he brought it up. You know, I had to get adjusted to the controls a little bit, but it's still it's still a really fun time. Um, hopefully, we can dive back. I still don't know what I'm doing. Hopefully, we can dive back into that though soon. Because um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really did enjoy myself. And uh, once I was getting the hang of the the movement again and all that stuff, like I was jumping on the back of other people's titans and like shooting out the hatch, and it's just a lot of fun. Really, really, really fun game. <clears throat> it actually. Uh, gave me an, a weird itch for Battlefield as well. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been the hungry for that. It, yeah. yeah, I've been hungry for the for a new Battlefield game uh, for quite a while. So hopefully we'll get something new this year. Um, but yeah, aside from Titanfall, been playing more Hitman Three. You know, diving more into the sandbox of that game. I've actually gone back and replayed a couple missions just to you know uh, take a different angle to unlock <clears throat> um, more things in the game, basically. Um, and then, of course, like Manny said, I've been playing the medium as well. I uh, haven't really gotten too far into it. Uh, probably only like maybe an hour or two deep. I think, Manny, you're a little bit further than me, but having a lot of fun with that game. And, you know, we'll, we'll give our impressions a little bit later in the episode. But next thing we'll move on to here is uh, Chris's icebreaker for the week. So hit us off, my guy. Uh, guys, I think I'm going to start a thing before I even ask the question. <laughs> Right here's gonna be the new thing going forward. When it's icebreaker time, I'm gonna do like this, my Birdman hands, right, and then I'm gonna be like, because I broke, I broke the ice. Yeah. All right. All right so, ding. all right, there it goes. What is your favorite gun of all time from any video game? So like, not like a. A big ass gun, not like a special turret gun that you only got to use for like ten seconds in a in a level, nothing like that. But the one gun that you could think of throughout your entire gaming history that you connected to the most, like, all right, for example, right? You know, there's a lot of games where like they give you mad options for your loadout, but you got this one gun and that shit ain't never leave your loadout. Like this shit was like, you know, <clears throat> that was the one you need to call when nobody else getting the job done. You pull that John out. You know what I mean? What gun was that? Hmm. You know, you know what I'm going to say? The DMR from Warzone, my guy, that's cracked. Now, let me stop. Which DMR? I'm not going to say that. (laughs) The gun is literally called the the DMR. (laughs) I'm not going to. That's not my gun. That gun is disgusting. I hate people who use it. It's it's But. My uh, my choice. I'm gonna have to go with the Halo 2 uh, BR. That gun is cracked, and that gun is like my old reliable. Especially like you know going back to like Halo Five and finding that gun in the map and just 
just two pieces people you know what i'm saying like quick headshot weapon it's just like honestly the best gun ever like I w- if that gun could be in any game i would use that all the time no matter what okay <clears throat> so i knew you're gonna pick that one and that's why i went so far back that you couldn't take my gun again or my answer <laughs> again i should say yeah, three weeks in a row. <laughs> <clears throat> so real lightning strikes i guess in a way i'll, I'll pick I'm not picking two, but but I think one of the one of the guns that that has a pretty big place in a lot of people's hearts around my age. Um, for anybody who played Goldeneye, I mentioned in a couple episodes beforehand, the Golden Gun was amazing. And once you got that gun, people would just cower in fear because it was a one shot kill, right? Like. You you hit someone off with that, you're done. You hold that golden gun, and you you only had like I think like eight bullets. But if you could like keep stringing those kills together, like it could change the whole complexion of of a of a match. You know, a one on one match. Um, but that's not actually the gun I'm going to pick. I had to look it up because I can remember the game. I could I can remember the the gun in the game. I can remember using it and all that stuff, but I couldn't remember the name. So I had to look it up real quick. Um, but it's a gun from Perfect Dark, also on the N64, also made by Rare. Um, it's called the Farsight XR20. And this was like an alien gun that when you scoped in, it, you could see through walls and stuff and then shoot people through the walls. It's ridiculously fun ass gun. Um, it makes absolutely no sense <laughs> to be in most <laughs> modern games, but I hope that when this new perfect dart comes out and it has this PVP element, cause you know, it's gotta have PVP. Uh, I hope we get a little nod to it, you know? Maybe not the far side exactly, but you know something, something similar, like a good power weapon that you know you could shoot through the walls. I feel like that'd be really cool. Or even like yeah. a little Easter egg in the story mode. That'd be yeah, a little even that too. Dope to bring that back. I know what gun you're talking about because I I seen videos on it. You know what I'm saying? If that gun was on PvP, <laughs> I will not play that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That you said I see videos. Uh, <laughs> I. See, <I'm>, I <laughs> I mean, they have rare replay, you know, on the Xbox, and I still have that game. But... Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Maybe we got to jump up in there. Yeah, thanks. Might, might have to stream that, you know, get a little little 1v1v1 going, eh? Oh, goodness. <laughs> a little bit of 1v1. Yeah. Uh, all right, Chris, what about you, man? What's your pick? Um, So I have an honorable mention and then my actual pick. So my honorable mention is uh, I got to go with the Aaron Till. From damn destiny, and the only reason no no listen that was my honorable mention. That's not my pick. Only reason why I had I do have to mention it because it's important, right? But that ass man, this is the gun that kind of opened the door for me to go into PvP. Because I say I look at it all the time like my training wheels weapon to kind of like get okay with being in a PvP environment. And shit, my first couple kills with that thing excited the hell out of me, and I kept on coming back to PvP. And I can't say that I might have built up the angst to want to keep coming back in if I didn't have that weapon in my back pocket for so long. They done nerfed it and got it out of the damn sandbox. I can't use it no more. But you know what? I don't need it no more. You know what I'm saying? But uh, He has evolved, ladies and gentlemen. I have evolved. I have evolved. Fusion, Rif- Fusion Rifle is making a comeback, though, this new season. They are. They are. About to pull I, out my I, bastion and go, hey, um... Got me a uh, Aaron Till replacement waiting to go. I just I ain't really brought it out too much yet, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. My actual answer would be, um, believe it or not, the Gauss rifle from Fallout. 
I don't hmm. think it was in um seventy six. It's not in seventy six from what I know. I haven't even beat that game yet, so maybe it is in like a later part of the game, but it was in part three, definitely was in part uh, in New Vegas. And I also think it was in part four too, but just with scarce like ammo. Bro. Bro. I'm telling y'all, that was the one weapon. Y'all had that one weapon in a video game where you're fighting a boss and you done pulled out everything else in your arsenal and it ain't doing no good damage. It's just chipping them. Just, you know, oh man, it's tickling this guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, you pull out that gauss, even if you don't get the one hit of quitter, you're going to at least chunk the hell out of this boss with like two, three shots and then kill him. Man, this gun... You ain't even need more than five pieces of ammo on you at one time. Because them five shots going to take out the whole club. You know what I'm saying? Bruh, tell y'all. Tell y'all, man. The Gauss. The Gauss. Okay. The Gauss. Hmm. Mm-hmm. The Gauss. I don't remember that gun, but... What? I don't remember it. Don't remember it. Bro, it was like a sniper, but like... Like a electrically charged sniper. Mm. It's, and they used two millimeter something bullets. It, it, they were rare bullets. You couldn't get them too easily. But man, especially with vats, bro. That was back when I kind of like really needed vats a lot too, because you know vats was like easy mode when it came to aiming. That's uh, mm-hmm. with a Gauss rifle with nothing nice. That's all I got to say. All right. Nice. All right. All right. Bet. Bet. All right. <clears throat> well, thank you for the icebreaker this week. Uh, you know, we're as always. We'll we'll dive into our topics for the week. Ding. Actually, you know, we we gonna get a sound going for that one. We are gonna get a sound going for that one. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> but yeah, diving into this week's topics. Um, you know, like like you said, it's 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 been a wild week overall. Not so much in the gaming industry. It's it's been relatively quiet. And I don't fully consider this a gaming story, but I feel like we'd be you know remiss to not mention what's going on with GameStop. You know, po- power to the players. Mm-hmm. So, Who actually knew they would give power to the players? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, like I said, we're not going to dive too deep into it, but, you know, it's it's hard to not talk about the fact that uh, GameStop stock, you know, an, an old dinosaur is uh, soaring through the roof. A bunch of mm-hmm. Reddit, Reddit investors um, on uh, Wall Street bets have kind of teamed up and, uh, and really just given that stock new life. You know, I, I think... What back in November, GameStop stock was worth about fifteen dollars a share, and I think as of mm-hmm. recording, it's it's up to what maybe three hundred and fifty dollars per share, mm-hmm. and people are people are going crazy. Everything is going nuts. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's a very wild time. That's all I'm gonna say. Many you know, no, I mean, how I feel about it is, you know, this is uh. GameStop's way of being like, you know, I may have given you seven dollars for that brand new game you bought a couple of weeks back, but here's <laughs> all those people invested. Here's a couple hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna break the bank. I think it's more like we're putting money in GameStop's pocket. Like we True. we're we're helping them help us. So you know, it's funny because like they went from. I, I seen something where it's like they went from a two billion dollar company to a twenty four billion dollar company, and it was like, yep. Damn. Fortune 500 it's overnight like, just because it's like of this nonsense. Like, shout out, you know what I'm saying, for the people who, you know, went, they got their bag, 
kind of upset. I found us, I found out about it a little late, but <laughs> yeah, would have been a quick mm-hmm. bag for me too. Yeah, man, I mean, it's it's crazy because it's something that's been discussed for a while, actually, a little over a year. It's, they've been talking mm-hmm. about the fact that GameStop stock is being shorted, and it's people. Some people on Reddit feel like it's worth a little bit more than uh, you know some some Wall Street and analysts have been saying it's worth. Um, you know, I. I I, I just think the story is just completely wild. It's it's breaking mm-hmm. down the fabric of what we know about the stock market. It's breaking down hedge funds and yeah, it's exposing a lot of people and a lot of different things. But yeah, Thanks. Chris, what do you what do you think about the story, man? I think it's crazy. I think I, I'm gonna be hundred percent honest. I really wish that these folks on Reddit would have band together and put their money into something else. I can't. I think I, GameStop and me have a very bad relationship with one another. <laughs> all right, and I honestly wish that they would have said to themselves, "Let's take this and put it." Well, you know, how about you know, put it in the uh, Caldors from way back. They went bankrupt and had to close doors. I'm pretty sure Caldors would have really appreciated a little bit of uh, uh, extra stockage, or even Benny's. Y'all ever been to a Benny's recently? <laughs> rough guys, really rough. I don't even know what brand of toys they sell in there, but they got toys of some sort. And Benny's could use an influx of cash. Y'all could have put your money into anything. Instead, you gave it to these crooks. To be fair, to be fair, (laughs) to be fair, we, well, I'll say, I don't want to say we. Reddit didn't choose that stock. Wall Street chose that stock. They chose to short it so bad that people on Reddit found an opportunity. I mean, I, I, I went Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think if anything, be mad at Wall Street, <laughs> down with Wall Street. I, you know, I, I think all of us have had interesting experiences with GameStop. I mean, I, full disclosure, I used to be a GameStop employee for a couple years. Um, yeah, I, I think the company. It's, it's been a very long time. The company isn't the same as what you know. I, I knew it to be when I was working there. Not that it was great to begin with, but, mm-hmm. but you know, I, <clears throat> I do actually think the future of GameStop is going to be very different than what we all think it is. Like, um, I think the CEO now is the founder of Chewy, which is like a completely online real t- retailer. So I actually think, and that's that's a that's a small part of why the stock has shot up a little bit because. Chewy's obviously a very successful company doing completely mm. online retail. So I think that's what one thing you'll probably see going forward with GameStop is they'll start to close down stores and they'll move really just to, to online and um, it, it'll probably make them a lot more profitable. But right now they're, they're definitely in an interesting place, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, I was going to say though, shout out to Denzel when he was working at GameStop, because before I even knew him, I was one of those kids. I was trying to buy one of those infamature games, and then he came out clutch. You know what I'm saying? This was before he yeah, knew each other. Me out, yo. <laughs> what, you, they ain't gonna, what can they do? I mean, they're not gonna do anything. I'm just saying, you just gonna dive me out. I was a kid just trying to play Battlefield Three. My boy's like, no, you know what I'm saying? No ID, good. <laughs> oh, brother, that was because you really. That was just because of Javon. That was the only reason why you still did got it. away with it. But yeah, yeah, no, it was cool. We were friends. Sucking up my friends back then. It is what it is. But yeah, outside of uh, outside of GameStop, <laughs> moving on to our our next topic here, because like I said, I want to dive too deep into the GameStop thing. It's uh, 
it's it's a bit too complex to really talk about on here. But we did get some uh, some interesting news about a game that we've talked about in the past, a game that Chris in particular has been pretty excited about. So I'll let him take this one. Ladies and gentlemen, hold on, let me get closer to the mic. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, Biomutant is finally coming out. Believe it or not, on May 25th. And that evil laugh. Nah, awesome real shit, though. I am excited. I thought they done forgot about the game. I think it's kind of funny how, like, ironically, we brought it up a few weeks ago, and now, boom, we got a date. But I'm souped. You know I'm here for these open-world RPG-type games. I really, I don't know why I feel this in my bones, but I feel like this game has a lot of potential to be, like, a good game, just based on how different it looks. It looks like they took the feeling of, like, a Jack and Daxter or, like, a Ratchet Clank type of game but made an open-world RPG out of it, which is cool. You know, I don't know any games like that right now, so I'm here for it. Um, yeah, a couple months, people. May 25th. I guess they said uh, there's a lot of bugs in the game that they had to iron out, and then, uh, you know, with COVID being a thing, that slows down everybody's production across the board. And apparently the dev team is really, really, really small. So... They only have so many people working on things at one time. So it was originally, I think, slated to come out in 2019, I want to say. So it took, yeah, like almost two years for them to clean up all these bugs. So I know a couple other uh, studios could have maybe taken note. <clears throat> CD Projekt Red. <laughs> Shots fired! Shots fired! Oh, My chest. Oh, God. The Corona uh, not Corona, no, uh, no. <laughs> but um, no. Again, on some serious shit, I am very excited for this game. Um, yeah, I'm always here for the open world RPG. So let's see what happens. Comes out on your boy's birthday. Let's get it. Yeah, I feel like you know they saw they saw you specifically complain. They're like, you know, what's his name? May 25th. All <laughs> right, we're gonna we're gonna do this for you, Chris. <laughs> Tell you, this is just the first of many different stupid things to happen because of my my name i'm telling you they're gonna one day give me a dumbass drink and they're gonna, hey, we call this the may 25th you're goddamn right hey, you're gonna go to a knows? bar one day and this is gonna be the may 25th yeah okay May 25th yeah. energy drink for gaming you know what I'm no no i didn't well yeah if it's if it's uh what's what's that shit called fuel g fuel mm. yeah yeah that john yeah give, give me one of them sponsored things man yeah. Okay. Hey man, yeah. I mean clearly we uh we spoke this biomutant thing into existence, so you know Bro, G Fuel, I know you're listening. Pete my Brandon. If I get a G Fuel flavor, I'm gonna call it the flavor of the day. <laughs> nah, it should be called icebreaker. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> I would only call it that if it got over. If that dink gets over and people start like dinking on Twitter and shit, bruh. Then okay, you gotta call it icebreaker. <laughs> but that should be like a sound. We should do like a, uh, an alert, like when somebody's follow subscribes, like Ding. a thing. <laughs> Bang! Bang! <laughs> yes, sir. Yo, we, I'm telling you, bro. We gotta we, we gotta manifest it, bro. Apparently, we manifested this biomutant thing, 
I feel like when we were talking about uh, Perfect Dark at the VGAs, you know, that ended up happening. So, you know, I that is actually like, true. Yeah, we got to start speaking some of these things into existence, you know. I'm here for Oni Onimusha remake. Oof, Onimusha remake. I mean, I'm I'm totally down for that. That was just really that was a really deep cut. Like, decided to put put it in the universe. Okay, hey, I'm here. You know, a thousand percent down for that. Okay, bet. Onimusha. Oh, that's funny. So speaking of uh, speaking of old things that are coming back, we got a announcement. Well, I guess it's not a new announcement. Um, that G4 is actually coming back. The new news, though, is that they've just started releasing new episodes on Twitch and YouTube starting uh, starting last Friday. So I don't know if you guys remember G4 back in the day. I remember I used to watch uh, X-Play with, with Adam Sessler and, and Attack of the Show with Olivia Munn. Um, I feel like the world needs, you know, the G4 to come back. Like we need that kind of dedicated gaming network. <clears throat> obviously we have a lot of different avenues for gaming news. Obviously, you know, we're, we're one of them here. Um, you know, there's plenty of different things on YouTube and Twitch and whatnot, but, but G4, G4 always hit different. It always had a, a special place in my heart. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see it back. You know, so what do you guys think, Manny? Yeah, same here. You know, uh, growing up on coming home, turning on, I think it was Spike TV, right? We're just, Turning on the X plays just see what they you know talking about what they're reviewing when they be like three whatever out of five and stuff like that. I was like, yo, that's pretty funny, dog. I think I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, and I'm, this is like, just bring that nostalgia back, you know what I'm saying? Like bringing this you, back. You didn't you sit know? there thinking like that. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> I think I'm gonna laugh. Oh God, while. yo. That's too funny. <laughs> but yeah, you just bring that nostalgia feeling back where it's just like, you know, that kid that kid and me coming back home from school, turning on G4 TV, whatever they have on X Play, Attack on Show. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's. It was just fun. Yeah, it was fun. I hope they can get into some of the like the older content that they had like where they kind of showed off behind the scenes stuff you know how games were made and so on i hope they can really find a creative way to kind of revitalize that that brand i guess you could say um i'm definitely looking forward to it but yeah chris what about you man used to watch g4 back in the um, day oh yeah yeah i don't know anybody who touched games who didn't know anything about g4 back then um so here's my thing for nostalgic reasons just like you know goof was saying it's cool but there's also a part of me that's also a little bit worried because I always get excited when they bring stuff back, regardless of what it is. If it's something from my childhood, I'm like, yes. So like, you know, even, um, stupid shit, like full house, they brought that back as fuller house. They do it with all these things from before. And a lot of times I feel like they don't hit the same way as they used to. So I'm hoping, you know, exactly like what you said, they come up with some creative ways for it to stand out. Because the one thing that they're doing is, yes, they are coming back and capitalizing on nostalgia, but, like, they are coming back to a crowded field. Like, I back when G4 was out, it was, like, kind of G4 and maybe a couple other outlets. But, like, G4 was, like, probably one of the more mainstream gaming outlets that we had back then. Yeah. Now, and it was on TV. That's what I mean, yeah. bro. Like, 
it's like a situation where now if y'all ain't hitting, y'all can easily get muddied out amongst mm-hmm. all these other content creators mm-hmm. and and uh, podcasts and blogs and all that stuff. So you all, they almost have to hit. They're gonna get the initial eyes based on the nostalgia. They, they they're gonna, the first few episodes are gonna probably get people to watch. But what's their plan going forward? Yeah, what's, what's gonna something I'm kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm kind of. Yeah. But if they do the behind the scenes stuff, I think that'd be cool, man. Because we don't get enough of that. I love watching that kind of shit, which is why you know even with Destiny when they do the Vidocs and they kind of show them making the expansions and the whole behind the scenes meetings and the uh, stuff that they have on the whiteboards and all that. I eat that stuff up. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, if we got more of that kind of content and some other cool things, yeah, I think it could work. They could definitely could stick around for sure. <clears throat> All they got to do is uh, find a, a new Olivia Munn or get Olivia Munn back, you know, here or hey. there, a couple episodes. Hey. That's already a high-profile person. Everybody loves Olivia Munn. She's, she's mm-hmm. uh, not only beautiful, mm-hmm. but, you know, obviously has a lot of charisma. So, you know, that, that could be something right there. But definitely something we're going to have to keep our eye on, you know. I'm, 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 I'm glad they're here. I'm glad they're stepping back into that arena. You know, like you said, Chris, it's it's a very different time. Um, it's not like you're the only game in town as far as being on TV. And, you know, that's really the only thing that we have to, to watch on TV. You're, you're jumping into the Internet and, and Twitch where there's dozens of t- content creators. There's, um, you know, a lot of different people doing very similar things to what Attack of the Show used to be or Expo used to be. Um, you know, you look at kind of funny games. You know, they're, they're killing it over there. Um, so... Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot going on, but I think if they can bring in the cer- certain personalities and whatnot, I think uh, I think Kofi's going to be on there, right? Um, I don't know if it's Kofi in particular because he's not like the main gamer dude, but uh, what's his name? Um, um, Xavier Woods. He probably definitely will be there because he's, he's the one that has the show. He's definitely on there. Uh, yes, I f- I feel like Kofi joined him for a bit. But yeah, oh, man. yeah, I haven't seen it recently, so maybe I have no idea how they've been doing it lately. Yeah, Xavier's definitely in there. I mean, I I think you know either way that Xavier's such a a big personality as it is, you know. So he's got G four on his tights right now as we speak. Like when he comes out to the ring, they say G four. There them. you go. That's that's, that's the type of promotion, man. He he's not. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to branch out. He's getting getting it popping. I respect that a thousand percent. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, well we'll keep an eye on that for sure. Um, I, like, like you said, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it, but moving on, uh, you know, some of the other news we got this week, uh, Microsoft, Microsoft had their earnings call and, you know, we got, we got a, a lot of interesting information around Microsoft's money situation. Um, they seem to be doing very, very well as far as Xbox goes. Um, you know, obviously even with a, a constrained supply system on Xbox series X and Xbox series S. Seems like they're selling literally every one that they possibly can, and uh, you know that mm-hmm. they basically had said something to the effect of Xbox making <laughs> enough money in like the last three months to buy <laughs> Bethesda twice over. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's ridiculous, man. I mean, they, yeah, they're they're diving in the money, but you know, another wow. big thing that came out of that earnings report is that Game Pass has hit 18 million subscribers. So again, just mm. money flying into Microsoft's mm. pocket. You know, it's mm. it, as we talk about all the time, Game Pass is easily the best deal in gaming. Uh, yeah. 
Microsoft just keeps garnering more and more goodwill. You know, that they, they sidestepped their little fiasco last week that we talked about. But yeah, it just seems like they're they're just kinda they're gonna keep chugging along, keep being the juggernaut that we know that they can be. So mm-hmm. it's really interesting to see. What what do you guys think about this, uh, Manny? It's huge. Um, you know, with Gay Pass especially hitting eighteen million players around the world or eighteen million subscribers. Coming at, you know, ten ninety nine a month which gives Xbox a lot of revenue to work with stuff, possibly even adding more studios, as we said, and where they doubled basically what they paid Bethesda in the last couple months. So, like, you know, if they decide to use this money to buy another game studio, to add more content for Game Pass, you know, it will be a big W for everyone who has Game Pass. And uh, I'm excited to see what Microsoft does with uh, the future of it, pretty much. Yes, sir. Chris? Um, I think it's it's huge, man. Uh, it kind of just goes to show like how big it's gotten over the last few months, especially, and I think also on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of people always hear Game Pass, and they, they a lot of people forget the PC portion of things. And um, something like how the medium is, the medium is like a, a Game Pass exclusive, Xbox exclusive kind of game or whatever. But, like, I know a lot of people, in particular with this game, because there's not that many horror games out there. Not a lot of good ones, right? So that people are kind of, like, itching, I feel, for a horror game. And for the fact that you could easily just kind of download Game Pass on your computer and just play it if you want to, it's it's kind of cool. Like, I, man, if this was out, like, five, ten years ago, that whole Redbox having the game at the uh, Walgreens, I don't think any of that would have ever existed, man, because this would have just undercut it all. Like, it just it's that good of a, a buy. So, um, 18 million, I think that's great. I think that's really great for the free-to-play games. Um, with the free-to-play games in particular, all this does is make a bigger player base for all of their games. So, you know, Sea of Thieves, Destiny, um... All the, all the free-to-play games that they have on there do nothing but benefit from this. A bigger pool to pool players from for PvP activities or PvE activities or raids or dungeons or whatever. Because they even got 76, uh, Fallout 76 and then Elder Scrolls and a couple other ones on there too. Mm-hmm. That's big for those games to have a free-to-play option just to bring in new eyes. You know, like, they even offer with uh, Elder Scrolls a lot of the older expansions for free built into the shit. And you don't really got to worry about it. The only one you really have to worry about is getting the newer one that comes out. But, like, mm-hmm. all the older ones are already there. It's just, it's nice. It's convenient. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, yeah. I, I'm not surprised by 18 million. I think they've done a very good job with this. And, hell, they just added a bunch of new shit this last, what, week? I yep. want to say. They added a bunch of new shit. So, yeah. No, go ahead, Microsoft. I'll see y'all. Yeah, I believe they just thing. added, uh, they recently added Control. Um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, as we'll talk about momentarily, we got the medium on there and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's great to see them chugging along. You know, it's it's no secret that we love Game Pass here on on the Expansion Pack podcast. So, you know, we're we're glad to see more users are are, are diving in. <clears throat> I'm sure that number is going to keep skyrocketing. Um, you know, Chris, you mentioned uh, PC being a thing that nobody really talks about, but I think another thing that people aren't really talking about as much is mobile. Um, I think mm-hmm. there there is a subsection of people, <clears throat> maybe not necessarily focused in the U.S., but more emerging markets that may really get a lot of value out of xCloud. And, you know, xCloud being a part of Game Pass, like, it's just more value, more value, more value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
yeah, definitely looking forward to that stuff. And, you know, basically it looks like what Microsoft plans to do from some of the rumblings we've been hearing is just reinvest that money that they've been making from Game Pass and from the whole Xbox uh, division and just reinvesting that into making more content or, or acquiring more content, I should say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that leads us to the next report that we've been hearing that Microsoft plans to make another major Bethesda-level acquisition in this year. Um, you know, we've, we've def- it's not a big secret that Microsoft's looking to buy another studio. But, you know, with the, the, the reporting of the rumors that have come out this week, in particular around it being a bigger level acquisition as opposed to just, you know, like it's not just a, a small studio like a, a Double Fine or something along those lines. You know, no shade to Double Fine because they're an amazing studio. But, you know, it, looking more to another Bethesda level acquisition um, any any thoughts or any ideas on what you guys might think uh, it would be? Manny? <clears throat> it's kind of hard to think because like, there is like a lot of companies. Like, I would love to see like Microsoft maybe buying out some somebody like EA, like somebody mm-hmm. as big since they already had their you know they had their little partnership with Game Pass, uh, um, you know, with the EA Play as well. Um, but I'm you know I'm gonna say my. My choice would be EA. Like, if Xbox could somehow buy out EA, that would be huge for them. They get the exclusive with EA Madden, even though Madden hasn't been too hot in my opinion the last couple of years. But like that, and as well as like an NBA Live could probably even see return. I mean, I'm just talking about the sports games. We're talking about other games like maybe Battlefield mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to see that happen, um, but it's probably most likely not going to happen just for the simple fact that you know games like Battlefield. And stuff like that, and the sports games like would probably be good for both systems for EA's part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but at the same time, if they're getting it's possible bought, if, if, if they're dropping seven point. I mean, it, it sounds like it might cost a little bit more. But let's say they drop ten. <laughs> Man, I can't even think about that. Yo, imagine anymore. Xbox buys Nintendo. <laughs> Xbox gonna be laughing at them. <laughs> feels like feels like a flashback we're having here. No, but uh, but yeah, imagine imagine if they drop 10, 10 billion to try to acquire EA. I mean, I think that would be crazy. I don't know, I don't know if that strategically makes as much sense, but I think it'd be something interesting. Uh, Chris, what's your pick? I I got a bunch of shots in the dark here because I feel like. I didn't expect Bethesda or Zeni, Zenimax, I think it was, mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't expect them to get bought out, ever. Like, I didn't think that was ever going to happen. And it did happen. So, and if they're saying it's on the same level as that, it's got to be something else that I don't expect to happen. But it does happen. So... I feel like you kind of have to go big here. Like, it's got to be something like Bioware or like Capcom or like Something big, right? Yeah, it has to be because well, Bioware would be EA. So oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, but it, something along those lines, it has to be. And I mean, I'm not even gonna try to hop on his answer just to do it, but like, I really kind of hope it's EA too on another level because, like, just strictly for the sports things, because I feel like 2K in itself has kind of they don't have competition. So because they don't have competition, they are able to rest in certain areas. Mm. And that's, like, across the board on, like, almost all their games. Mm. I mean, hell, they don't even make the wrestling ones anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Mm-hmm. It'd be really nice to see Microsoft buy EA and take their sports component and, like, revamp the hell out of it. And then make it, a, like, a Game Pass thing. Because imagine if Microsoft bought it 
and did the thing that we've been talking about when making it like more of a game of the service model mm. instead of like, dude, and it's in Game Pass. Mm. That I love that idea. What? And, you know That'd what EA can awesome. do too. You know, what I'm saying if Microsoft buys EA and EA Sports. You know, Xbox doesn't have an exclusive baseball game like PlayStation does. I mean, maybe they can, like, add a studio on to or, like, add more dev- developers to, like, create a baseball game for Xbox and be that well, Xbox exclusive. PlayStation but, doesn't have an exclusive baseball game anymore because the show's on they Xbox don't? now. Yeah. It is? That was, that was a part of the, the MLB's contract with Sony Studio is that it has to be multi-platform. So they will be making it for Xbox now. You know, I can't wait till the show comes out for next Xbox. <laughs> yeah, we should be seeing that actually pretty soon, apparently. Um, but, but yeah, I, I definitely understand you guys' answer in regards to EA. I don't think it would be EA. Um, I, I would love for it to be, but the report that I, I believe from what I remember hearing, the report said that they were in competition with EA to buy some of these studios. So it sounds mm-hmm. like, um, it sounds like Amazon, Google, Tencent. Um, obviously Microsoft and I think EA are, are in competition to buy a couple different studios. I don't think EA has the money to, to outright buy, or I don't think they'd be willing to spend the money to outright buy a studio as big as Bethesda or ZeniMax. Um, but for me, I kind of feel like it might be Konami. Konami and Sega are, are two mm. pretty good guesses to try to dive in. I mean, both of those companies just recently kind of split off their gaming division. And it sounds like, you know, a lot of time in in business, you do that to get ready to sell. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I can definitely see Microsoft trying to acquire Konami for, you know, the Silent Hill franchise, for the Metal Gear franchise, uh, for, I mean, a number of different things. So I, I don't know if I would consider it the same as a Bethesda level acquisition in my mind, because I'm more fond of Bethesda's properties um, but yeah, I think Konami would be huge and Microsoft really wants to try to get a, a foothold in Japan. And I think mm-hmm. either one of those two studios would be a strategic play to do that. Um, and I, yeah. I, I do think if it's going to be a big acquisition, even if it's not Konami or Sega, I think it will have to be a Japanese studio. not have to be, but I think they will try to make a play for a Japanese studio. <clears throat> and you know, Capcom was the other one that you mentioned, Chris. And you know, we, we've talked about Capcom a lot in these couple weeks. I I would love, 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 love to see Microsoft. They don't, they don't need it no more. Go ahead and give it to Microsoft, man. I don't need that <laughs> shit. Maybe they'll make a good Resident Evil multiplayer game if they buy them up. Well, maybe we'll get a fucking Marvelous Capcom Two remastered. That that's or all Power I need. Stone. <laughs> I feel like we're going through our greatest hits because these are the games the we all we're always talking Stop about, man. But yeah, Stop I. The yeah, oh, man. God damn it. Oh. Oh. <sighs> yeah, I yeah, I, I feel like we know we know for sure Microsoft's going to, to do it, right? They're gonna pull the trigger on, on some studio. And I think it's a it's a buyer's market right now. I think there's a lot of studios that are looking at the writing on the wall. I I, I think there's just there's so many different companies right now trying to put you know, throw their cash at somebody and say, hey, like, we're, mm-hmm. try- we're trying to get this thing going. Like, you know, Tencent's been investing like crazy in, in all these different companies. Tencent owns um, a decent share. I-, I don't think it's a majority, but they own a decent share of Epic Games. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they-, they have their their own, I think they have their own 
studio, built-in studios as well. So Tencent has a pretty strong foothold in gaming. They're kind of like a, they're kind of like that mega corporation that kind of has their foothold in everything because they also make movies. I'm pretty sure they they made that most re- or they had a hand in making that most recent Kong movie, um, which is kind of weird to think about. But yeah, and then obviously we got Amazon, you know, trying to do their thing with Luna. We've got Google trying to trying to make Stadia happen. It's <laughs> it's probably. Yo, I have a question happen, for y'all. What's up? Do you guys think and this is probably just not going to happen? But what do you guys think the odds are of Microsoft saying let's buy like a cell phone company, so like a T-Mobile or like a AT and T or some shit like that, taking it over and then making their own like phone service that's like bundled with like Game Pass and shit, and then pushing that out to folks. Because I feel like the gaming, like there's phones in general seem like they're kind of shifting a little bit more towards having a specific gaming phone, but it doesn't seem like the gaming phones themselves pick up a lot of seams in the US. It seems like a lot of that stuff is big like in the UK and a couple other spots, but I'm like, what if that was something that they did? Because I think that would be huge too. If they bought out one of these like these little cell phone companies and took it over and kind of like pushed their own thing, like that's that's crazy big. That's big. Like <laughs> that's that's like. Mm. I think it would be interesting. I, I think, the chances of that happening are pretty much oh, yeah. zero. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I think they're they have really good partnerships with, you know, AT and T's, Verizon's, and and so on and so forth. And I also just think that that's that's just like such a massive undertaking that mm. I don't know if. They said big. I'm just trying to think. Oh big, yeah, no, man. no. I, I feel you. I feel you. I imagine next week we just hear news. AT&T is bought by Microsoft. Yeah. I know we're just going to be... <laughs> Chris is going to be like, you know, I'm calling everything. You know what I'm saying? Call like, yo, I'm first I, buying I, you and now AT&T. I ain't the big. I ain't the small. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a whole pause. <laughs> he, said, he said nope, the medium nope. purchase. You know what I'm saying? Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Moving on. I, I feel yeah. like there's like some... I don't know. I, don't, I feel like that's I, I like a, happening, yeah. I don't, I don't see it happening. I also just feel like that's that's like more problematic than it would be worth. Like I feel mm-hmm. like there'd be a lot of questions. Yeah. Like, why are you all trying to buy? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Just, it would. It, it would wouldn't be cool to see them try to come up with a, a, their own branded kind of cell phone that's also very much geared towards gaming mm. and the service and the data and all that kind of stuff that you get. Like your plans that you're choosing are optimized for you know gaming and shit like that you know what i'm saying not just your cell phone stuff so like you know some games probably would run a lot better on like 5g networks and shit like that mm. but they have specific channels that are just like good for the gaming portion of things like i think that'd be really cool Oof. but yeah zero zero percent chance 0% i would i, I feel like it would i feel like it would end up coming across as like anti-consumer though mm. because what's even the... if the phone is fire I mean, yeah, the because th- because then you're saying, okay, you have to you have to get my phone, you have to get my service. Now, now we're Apple, and you know, there's a lot of, like I, it's it's very clear that Apple's not particularly pro consumer. Like they are very much like you are trapped in our wall garden, and the only mm-hmm. thing that the only the only step that kind of keeps them from being like that full. Like you're trapped, and that's all you. That's all you can do is from Apple not buying a, a mobile carrier. If they did that, then that that's like a huge red flag for a number of different reasons. And I, <laughs> yeah. I think Microsoft wants to stay very far away from that type of stuff. I, it seems like they are very much like let's be 
everywhere. Let's be as ubiquitous as we can possibly be. So we're going to be on every phone. We're going to be on every carrier. We're going to be on every device. And I think buying a mobile carrier would be completely counterintuitive to that. I think their focus is purely content, 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 content. They're trying to get as much content as they can muster so that they can push that content out to literally everything, everyone, everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I think the, the phone company acquisition, while it would definitely be really enticing and have a lot, we would have a, a very long discussion about it. <laughs> I, I can't see it happening. I feel like they would. That'd be another one of those things where they'd be shooting themselves in the foot because everybody'd be like, well, "What the fuck is this? Like, why y'all want to be a mobile carrier now?" Like, what? Unless it was fire. That's only if the shit was fire, fire. Even even if it was fire, it would it would it it would cause too many problems. I think because I have no I have no doubt that they would do a great job with it, but. I think I think you could say that about a lot of different things that they do. I think they really want to focus on being everywhere. Period. Mm-hmm. I just want to see them shit on Nintendo. I, I just want to see it happen. <laughs> I mean, in a lot of ways, I they just, already are. It's just a no. I'm not. Of... I'm talking about snuff them out. Snuff them out. Get them uh, the fuck out of here. Well, how would that snuff them out? Because people would deal with buying their phones and their cool ass service slash gaming service at the same time over buying a switch because why you need a switch then if you have the phone that can kind of do what the switch does but like for microsoft yeah but the, but by that logic wouldn't you already have that like your phone right now does everything the switch does and you would be able to play you can already play like xcloud on it i mean yeah but it's not optimized for it like i mean like the samsung phones are mm-hmm. i don't have a samsung phone and i mean mm. <laughs> even with that right they ain't got the whole uh, adaptive triggers and all that shit on their phone. Like, the Rod's phone, like, when I looked at that shit, like, that shit looked like a gaming phone. So, like, I guess when I think about it, I'm more, I'm thinking along the lines of those. Like, that shit has the capacitive, the touch buttons on the side to, like, emulate, I guess, the triggers. And then it's got, like, the huge-ass battery and all that kind of good shit, I guess, to just support long gaming hours. It just, it's, it's, so it's you like want them to make a switch? Well, that's what yeah. you're saying. You want them to make a switch? Okay. I don't think they need to buy a mobile carrier for that, just to be clear. I just think it'll be cool. Okay. I think it would be interesting. And I'm just trying to think big. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? That's all. <laughs> just trying to think big. Chris, Chris awesome. trying to get his, uh, oh, to get his mobile box. service built into Game Pass, man. I think that would... Yo. Yeah, man. Bundle that, John. Oh, man. And put it in with my Spotify, and we'll be in heaven. <laughs> all right. My guy. All right, all right. Well, speaking of Game Pass and, you know, something we've been alluding to, uh, the the big release this week that is exclusive to Game Pass um, for Xbox and PC is the medium. As uh, Manny says, it's not small. It's not large. It's the medium. I was going to say a joke when he said the big release. I was going to say more like the medium release. Oh, God. (laughs) Yo, how many pauses I need to get ready for this whole section? Let me know. Hopefully not many. At least about five I got ready for now, but I feel like I'm going to need more. Well, anyways... Manny, uh, you know, since you want to, since you're out here with the with the medium jokes, we'll uh, let you get it started, man. What's your uh, what's your first impressions on the game? I love it. 
You know what I'm saying? It's that that classic horror vibes I get from the game that I love the most. It ain't one of those games where it's like, you know, a Resident Evil where you got a gun, you're walking around, shooting things. It's more of like the, you know, suspense feeling. You're running around doing these objectives. You don't know what's going to hit you next. So I kind of love that suspense where it's like, you know, you basically got to, like, run your way through, hide, sneak by sometimes. Solve puzzles you know? and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love that feeling. Um you know, it's it's kind of. I want to say it's kind of like the Outlast because the Outlast is like you're pretty much running the whole match. You gotta you know figure out some puzzles too, where like it makes you think outside the box, hmm. which I really like a lot too. Um, so yeah, I mean, for first impressions, I really love the game. The game looks beautiful in the sense of like the world that it has, even though like the world looks like it's in hell. But <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, like I said, great design. The way like the effects happen in the game when you use the light and all that kind of stuff. It it really, you know. <laughs> the chef's kiss. Damn, he gave it the chef's kiss. All right, okay, okay. <clears throat> yeah, man. Um, well, Chris, I know, I know you haven't gotten a chance to play it just yet. Nope. I'm still working on getting uh Nope. Getting you an Xbox Series X since it is exclusive to the, the next gen. They, they didn't tell me it was uh, exclusive. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that's another reason why I'm playing Titanfall this week, y'all. Okay, okay. Well, you know, we're we're obviously going to keep our, our discussion on this pretty light as far as uh, avoiding any spoilers. You know, we're definitely keeping it at first impressions for now. I think we might try to do a uh, a separate review episode to kind of dive into it a little bit deeper. Maybe Manny and I will do so. Um, but, you know, keep an eye out for that. But, Chris, from what you've seen so far, reviews and whatnot, you know, give us your impressions on the game. Um, I mean, it looks pretty good, and it definitely looks like it kind of, like, fills that void for horror games because it looks – it always feels like we don't get a lot of them. It, it, it's funny. It's kind of like how it is with movies. It's like it feels like we don't get too many horror movies either, and then when we do get a good amount of them, most of them are mediocre. And every so often you get a good one. And this one, just from the outside looking in, kind of, I guess, gives me the vibes of something that could have a lot of potential. Um, the thing I did like from what I was seeing was the whole thing with the Maw, who I guess is like the... I don't think this is a spoiler, but the Maw, I guess, is the main antagonist in, in the in the game. Mm-hmm. And I like the mechanics that they put into the game involving the Maw. You know, it's a situation where, like, you can't necessarily fight back and all those kind of things. I like that. That's cool. Because um, I think in a past episode, we were talking about how they were going to try to create tension and how they were going to try to utilize uh, both of the worlds to, like, you know, give you that environment the way you want it. Mm-hmm. And just from how it looked, it looks like they're hitting the nail on the head with some of that stuff. Um, I can't wait to finally play it when I finally get an opportunity um, when the universe finally decides it's okay for me to be great and let me get an Xbox. Uh, but yeah, no. From what I saw, it looked really good. Can't give it a rating, but the eye test looks... Yeah, yeah. Okay, just 10 cents a day. You can help May 25th secure an Xbox console. Uh, uh, tw- In 20, 20 cents a day. 20, 20 cents. Oh, uh, double that up. 20 cents a day, y'all. All right. I mean, we got to find you one first. Forget the forget the cost. We got to find you one. No, 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 no. Forget no cost. Start right now, y'all. 20 cents a day. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, uh, for me, I, well, I haven't, obviously, like we mentioned, I haven't finished the game yet either. Um, but 
definitely playing through the first hour or two, having a really, really good time. It's it's uh, definitely, they caught me a couple of times with a, look, a few jump scares. Manny heard them while we were talking <laughs> in the party chat. Uh, but yeah, man, the, the game the game's got me a little freaked out, you know, here and there. But the ambiance of the game is just so good. Like, uh, we Manny and I were talking about this earlier today. The graphics of the game were pretty undersold <laughs> in that little like mm-hmm. video that they they should that that fourteen minute uh, trailer that they gave us. Like the world is absolutely gorgeous. Like the the ray tracing that hits in, in certain scenes, whether whether you're in the the real world or in the upside down as we as we call it. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just it's just really beautiful. It's like sometimes like I kind of like sit back and like. I'm in awe of you know the the ambiance that it's created. I will say the character model isn't like it doesn't match the environment. Like um, Marianne, the main antagonist, and also mm-hmm. like Sadness, <clears throat> they don't look bad, but they don't look as good as the world around you. Um, and I think the game designs itself in such a way that that doesn't matter as much because with the different camera angles, like it's not it's not a third person like over the shoulder game, right? So they don't necessarily have to focus on the character animations as much. So it makes sense that they really focus more on the environment because the camera angles lend itself to you seeing more of the environment than you are seeing of the player. But um yeah, I think it's I think it's just an interesting way to design the game. You know, it, it definitely gives me heavy Silent Hill vibes, you know, especially considering you're not you're not in control of the camera. It creates a really suspenseful feeling in the way the camera switches from position to position. Um, Chris, as you mentioned, the, the Maw is a, a really interesting character. Um, also, you know, everything that's happening around you is just very interesting to 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 dive into and, and learn a little bit more about the people that were in this uh, this resort that you're basically kind of traversing through. Um, there's a really interesting mechanic that I've been diving into where, and I'm, I'm trying not to spoil anything, so I'm being very careful with my wording. Um there's a lot of like investigating that's happening at this point in time in the game. You're learning more about the the people who died in the resort and you're kind of helping them along the way. And it's it's really cool. I'm I'm really excited to dive into it a little bit more, you know, after after we're done recording today. And uh yeah, I I really really like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to play it. And, uh, I got. I guess you could say have a medium height for this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this man needs to stop. This man needs to yeah, somebody stop. Gotta, this gotta, man. I gotta take for, this man away for twenty Jeez. cents a day. You can stop, Manny, from making these terrible jokes. <laughs> twenty cents a day, you can put on Dogecoin and become rich. No, I suck. You can help monetize. You can help May twenty fifth get an Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. For only thirty cents a day, yeah. <laughs> Forty cents a day. Oh man, it helped oh, me God. out. Yeah, but man, so something I wanted to get into with you, Manny, about the medium. Um, one of the things that they really focused on a lot when they were talking about this game was the the audio design and like the the music and whatnot. They you know is it really highly touted that the the composer from um, Silent Hill is going to be involved or is involved with this game. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like one thing that I noticed is there's a there's a very specific sound design 
for when you are in the regular world and a very different <laughs> design when you're in the upside down. And I, I've actually learned that um, the, the Silent Hill composer is the one who's actually in charge of doing the upside down sounds or audio. And there's mm-hmm. a completely different composer. I wish I had his name. Um, a completely different composer for the real world. And I feel like it, it definitely, it's so noticeable. All the different sounds, um, you know, kind of helping to create that sense of immersion. You know, me, me playing with these A50s on, like, that shit's got me shook, man. <laughs> with the Dolby, I'm saying. Yo, yeah, like with the Dolby Atmos hitting, like it's got me shook, man. I, I I was curious on your thoughts on the audio, Manny. Yeah, the audio. I mean, like the audio from every little thing, like the particle effects and everything that you should do around the world, as well as, like you said, the just being chased around in the upside down world by you know, whatever's chasing you and then as well as just the suspense around the music playing in certain um, situations, whether if you're being chased and you're hiding or if you're just like searching around, looking for clues and stuff like that. Just like, I feel like the audio design really was done well with the game. So I do agree with uh, what you're saying. It's re- really unique in my opinion. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're like you're when you're in the upside down, you're hearing like these souls like whispering to you, like bro, ah, like like mm, mm. when you're screaming, when they're screaming, I'm like, bro, like I don't know if I can go through. This is mad weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that I know we we mentioned it um, before too, and it's again this this wouldn't really qualify as a spoiler, but there are certain moments where uh, Mar- Marianne switches between the the different worlds, and like there's this audio cue that happens. It's like it's like a I don't know, it's like a screaming, and it's so jarring. Mm. <laughs> you know, it like really messes with me. And it, it, I guess it's it's another one of those ways where it definitely immerses you with the character because Marianne kind of goes through like a bit of a headache when it when it mm. happens. So it's like, all right, like this, is, how can we induce a headache with these players? Like, just pump some like really loud ass audio into your ears. That's <laughs> um, me catching migraines. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be it'd be getting me stressed out. That's for sure. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Like like you said, I'm I'm really liking what I see so far, and I'm I'm really excited to dive back into it. You know, hopefully we'll be able to report soon with a little bit more of an in depth review. You know, where we talk a little bit more about the story and something that would end up being more spoiler filled for those who want to you know consume that content with us. Um, but yeah, one thing I would have to say, you know, even even having not beaten the game so far. I actually think this is a bit more of a game of the year contender than Hitman, and people have really been raving about Hitman um, as a game of the year contender, even though it was like the first game to hit for the year. Uh, I, I just feel like the medium is just so much more unique of a game. You know, in in a lot of ways, it's not that unique because we've seen a lot of this gameplay style from Silent Hill, but you know, adding in the the mechanic of the the two worlds and how all of that plays into the story and how they play it into the gameplay. Like you can't get to one part of the the map without being in the upside down world. And just the way that they are able to play those two things off of each other with what so far has been a really interesting story. Um, I think this is for me, the first game of the year, mm. like contender. Um, I, Manny, I don't know how you feel about it, but mm. yeah, I mean, you know, I can't wait to dive more into the story to really uh, put into that. Because, like, like I said, the game does play really well. Um, but it definitely does have potential to be, like, one of those big hitters that um, 
I would consider to be a game of the year a contender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And you know, it's been a, it's been a while since Xbox, you know, had that exclusive hitters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that exclusive uh... game of the years. So, you know, as we've seen the last couple of years, especially last year, what you know, PlayStation exclusive taking over the game of the year list. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. this is big for Xbox too. Yeah, man, they need something. Although I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Halo was in that game of the year conversation this year. I mean, Halo definitely is. It I need, mean, it needs to be because yeah, it's shaping, it's shaping up to be pretty good, and they they need it to mm-hmm. hit. So, as we always talk about, but. Yeah, we'll uh, like Manny, we'll we'll come together and we'll have an, another little review more about the medium down the road. Um, Christy, did you want to add anything else? I feel like we're leaving you out here. No, I mean I, I don't have too too much more to add. I'm just waiting again for the universe to allow me to be great so I could play. Uh, I guess when I do get it, I'll try to stream that too. I'm just gonna be stacking up a bunch of scary games and just do like a whole like week or something like that of just scary video games because. I, I don't know how else to do this. I, like I said to y'all before, I got to get my mind right for this shit. Mm. Uh, I was very scarred by the first 10 minutes of The Evil Within. Very scarred. I am traumatized. That was very rough to just throw me in like that. So okay. I got to get my shit right. And eventually I'll play, you know. But yeah, I, I hope I can echo everything you guys are saying. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm looking for a game of the year experience my damn self. Okay. Uh, Just to to mention to your comment about scary games, uh, the original Resident Evil remake is going to be Games with Gold, February first. So you know that's 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 this Monday. It's coming Mm -hmm. Monday. So you know, gotta go ahead get that downloaded. No stream it to the people. Uh, You got no excuse. You better dive into that, Chris. Yeah, man. That's your medium substitute. Pause. Please pause. <laughs> oh, that wasn't even where oh, I was taking it. Gosh. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Want, I don't want a medium substitute. <laughs> you know, it may not be the medium, but you know, it's your small taking to the horror world. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. All right, goop. All right, get this oh, out of here. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I think that's our time. <laughs> Thank you for watching, as always. Um, Manny, let the people know where they can find you. You already know. Twitch.tv uh, slash GoomasterFlex. Also on Insta and Twitter. Even though I'm on Insta more. Uh, GoomasterFlex underscore TTV. You know me. MM Beans. Peace. Oh. All right, Chris. Oh, what about you, man? little outro this week, Goop. Okay. Well, you know. <laughs> as always, on everything. M-A-Y. Two five T H X X on everything as always too on Gmail too. So if you need a pen pal or some shit like that, I be pen palin. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. As always, I'm Black Ice Eight. Catch me on Xbox, PlayStation, Steam. Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, pretty much everywhere, uh, except for Instagram. That's going to be Black I Say underscore gaming. As always, thank you guys for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.